This is the Green Strength Podcast with Lucius Tyree IV, where the mission is building strength, enhancing performance, and uplifting consciousness. So tune in with the mind, body, and spirit, and let's get moving. I love this thing. It's so easy. This is incredible. <laughs> the setup, she was like, do you need anything else in there or anything? I'm like, no. I'm like, I've got a whole studio in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you I need to rent anything? Nope. Nope. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I want to be able to you do it on your front porch if you're going to get Absolutely. Out, yeah. I like yesterday. I've got a, a buddy. He talked about he got a video switcher that's sort of just like for home oh, use, that okay. kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, that'd be super sweet. Is that when you're putting up like two or three cameras? Yeah. That's how they do that? Yeah. So they're and on so, like an odd, like an app type of, or a feature. It's, so it's actually like a, a box. So it'd be sort of like this and it's got little buttons on it and you just like hit the buttons and it switches mm-hmm. between feeds. So you can have, it's just HDMI. So you could have a computer coming in so you can switch between what's on a computer to a video to a different angle. And I'm like, oh, that'd be pretty sweet. And I think you yeah. can feed in two at once and do like a split screen and stuff like that. I'm like, that would be pretty dope. There's... And they're super affordable now because before like six, seven, eight, nine years ago, to get any kind of switcher, I mean, that does what you need, it was going to cost like 40 grand. You can get this one now for like 300 bucks. That's the way technology has changed on this stuff. Gosh. Yeah, it's insane. Man, there's some, uh, there was an old trainer from here. He's about 25 years old. Um, he's got some friends. I've seen these kids like lift, and somehow he shared their little podcast page. So I get on their Instagram and I'm looking at their podcast page, and they've been doing it for like a year and a half. There's like three of them. And they've got all this stuff. I mean, their like setup is like Joe Rogan. Oh, really? It's oh, super yeah. Legit. And everything is nice. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? Then I was laughing to Greg about it because I was like, I started, I gave like one a listen for a minute and I'm like, everybody's like 23 and 25 and this is like a podcast about inspiring you to like be great. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? They haven't even experienced anything yet. You know, it's like life, they're babies. I know, I know. And they're like telling, it's just so weird to think about because it's like the the natural human thing, right? Like, because I remember being the same age, like, I know the knowledge now. Now let me share it. And then now, even just a short 10 years later, seeing how that knowledge has has to have like creativity because it's like things start changing, variables start changing and stuff. And just like listening to them, it, it's just young, hungry trainers. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like you appreciate the hustle. You appreciate the passion about right? it. Uh, but it's but like then, how many like are we how long are we going to continue to do this? And I kind of like I think that's an interesting thing like in like what's going on with the, like the country and like where we are is like how long are we going to continue to like I do that we all partake in this sharing at the very least we share positive memes that are like right. telling us how to live our life and like what to do and we're always telling everybody how to be better. But like, when do we ever just like shut up and start doing deep inner work and applying? Like if I went through my Instagram and all the good positive things that I shared over the years, if like I would wrote those down and it was like, okay, well now it's application on these, like then it'd be like, holy shit. And my life would be, the environment would change, you know, for that. But yeah. it's, it's weird, you know, it's, Absolutely. it's happening with the racism and stuff. It's like, when are we all just going to? It's self-change. Yeah. I, I was having a conversation with a, a buddy yesterday, and he was talking about how like his back was bothering him, and we were talking about some different stuff. And I was the, the book, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Starts' book, how, Becoming mm-hmm. a Supple Leopard, came up. And 
was like, do you have it? And he's like, yeah. I was like, what do you think of it? He's like, I don't know. I bought it like 12 years ago and I haven't really opened it. He's like, maybe I'll try to find it. I was like, you know, it would just be another one of those good intentions that I never carry forward through of like, yeah, I'm going to study this and then never get around to it. Right. Yeah. It's like, we do that so much. We've got good intentions, but the execution is lacking. Yeah. We, we buy the books. Yeah. Like, you know, that that's another thing that's happened in the last few years that I've thought about a lot is like, I mean, we've all read these books on the, the breath book, the, you know, own your life, the how to not give a, what was that one? Like how to not, the subtle the art of not giving art. a fuck. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. all these things and they're all kind of, it is kind of weird because there is a lot of people, um, and myself is, is included in this, that like COVID was like a really good thing. You know, like the, like the, well, you know what I'm saying? Like in context here, the COVID allowed us to kind of like simplify things down because my personality, I don't need a lot. I need to be like better organized. I, I just wanted to teach and do my small thing in my little world. But you kind of get stuck in the other side of things and, and you get out there. And, and I've noticed like, like Hiley is one of them that's, that's kind of like simplified everything down and it's been a good thing, you know? Um, but there's, a, there's so much stuff where just people just don't slow down and start to kind of, you know, put their values like ahead of them and just start to change and let that affect the rest of the world. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. It, 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 yeah. That was a, a significant change. At first it was weird and then it got hard and depressing. And then on the other side of that, it got really nice to slow down and relax yeah. and take some of the hustle and craziness out of life was really welcome. Yeah. Well, we had a time to like start actually applying a lot of those things from those books and stuff. Cause really all the, the self-help books are just like hopefully throwing a guide, uh, just an avenue that might catch this one catches your attention. That one catches my attention. No one is better. Cause they're both just getting us to focus on like some form of organization in self and, and looking at our, our actions physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever. I mean, they're, they're just asking us to do the inner work and like put forth an effort to make our day better. And I, I don't know. It's so we had this time to start thinking about family. Like you either didn't get to see your family or you're with your family a lot more, um, whatever your condition was, but you started to value these small things. You started to value community, um, getting to go to coffee and, you know, talking to somebody like those things now are, they all kind of make up like health in a way anyways, like as we know, right? Um, and it's interesting to see how the opportunity of, of everybody had to kind of change their life a little bit, reorganize, restructure, like their loved ones, their family situations, and and just kind of slow down and reflect on some things. So I don't know. I'm wondering to see how many people like this positive effect moving forward in time. I wonder if it's, if we're going to have some stronger love, like if through all of this political stuff and everything, the racism, I wonder if as a collective, if we're starting to truly love a little bit more, it's just the, just backed into the corner. This is the bad part. Yeah. The very end. Right. <laughs> I think so. I mean, things are changing, right? Societal mm -hmm. things are changing drastically. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to have to figure out how to adapt to that as, a collective society, but also our individual groups that we interact with and, and how those competing views are going to get reconciled on, on people that 
maybe are dear friends, but I don't necessarily have the same exact viewpoint as mm-hmm. and like how to reconcile those things. And, and we're going through a very difficult time, but is there going to be some sort of grand positivity that comes out of the end? Like you said, more love. It could go one of many ways. It yeah. could go a very dark way as well, but I would yeah. like to believe, and I'm optimistic that it won't, but uh, you know, I think this actually leads us into a really good conversation to have today specifically about setting goals and reverse engineering this success, mm-hmm. the green strength way. Yeah. Right. Because if we look at th- that whole idea right there, that we, we have what we want the end goal to be, mm-hmm. we've got that vision in the future, uh, but how do we get there? And I think that that's sort of the, the difficult thing. And I know you see this a lot with your clients <laughs> that come in, the people that you deal with, on a yeah. day-to-day basis and the goals that they have and like, how do they, first of all, just what's important in establishing that goal and like, what kind of goals do you see people have that you come in, right? There's probably some obvious ones, but you've probably seen people come in with all different kinds of goals. And then they're asking you to try to help us find yeah. a way to reach that. Well, at a baseline level of my experience, I mean, I have a lot of thought and we'll talk about how deep this goes in my mind and how it's affected me, like just the reverse engineering process. But what I, what I hear in, in my experience in, the, in this industry is definitely weight loss. I mean, it's, it's always, I need to lose weight or I need to lose this body fat and, you know, just body composition in general. That's the number one thing. Now, where this is kind of laughable and, and to me now looking at it is it's the easiest answer always. You know, it's like, well, first, let's look at a snapshot of what you're doing in the last two weeks and let's... Let's be real about it. And then let's sit down and let's start to kind of just chip away. Like let's reverse engineer back. Um, but that whole re- thing of reverse engineering, like what it truly is, is, is look, it's like objectively looking back and saying, or, or looking at where you want to go. You've got a goal. It's to lose weight. Okay. Now, where are you at right now? We go back to that, you know, principle of the be here now, one of the green strength principles. Where are you at right now? This is where you want to get to. Then it's a cool process because imagination starts to come in. What does a lifestyle look like? So say you wanted to lose 20 pounds and it's like, now what sort of lifestyle would you be living if you were at that ideal weight and composition? You know that you would be a lot more active throughout your day you know that you would definitely be taking care of your joints and things because that keeps you active. You know, injury and stuff is is one of those big things that slows everybody down and derails everybody. But so we've got a person who's probably putting good food in their body now. They're moving consciously a lot more. They're engaging in some sort of exercise and physical practice. And they're probably thinking about the sleep that they get and a little bit of how they feel so that they can keep this up, which is allowing them to continue losing that weight. So it's kind of, when you kind of paint it out, it's like, all right, this is, this is exactly what would happen. And then, you know, for a 20 pound weight loss, then we have to see where we are and we have to look at that, you know, just like maybe the last couple of weeks, the last month of how we've been living, what we've been doing. And we kind of look at that and compare that to this, 
this fantasy land we've we've created and we've seen. And then you start to put the pieces between those. You but the the, the hard part with this is you got to be real with with where you're at and the actual steps that you see that you to get to where you want to go. Um, I think the most interesting thing behind this is the fact that the world and the industry throws at you all these little things that might help you get there a little bit faster. And that can't be further from the truth. The shortcuts. The shortcuts. The shortcuts aren't, you know, they might get you somewhere quicker, but they're not going to get you there for very long. And they're not going to get you to where you truly could be. And um, they're not going to get you there in a way that favors your entire being, like, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, all, you know. So shortcuts, they're not going to do anything for you in the long run. Now, I think it's very important to have a guide. Um, I think everybody needs to invest into something. That guide doesn't have to be a physical guide. It could be a a book, a, a course, or anything. But I think somebody has to truly kind of invest into something or someone who's been down this road and start to to truly come up with that plan, like reverse engineer that plan together and objectively look at it and understand, all right, this is where I'm at. So I've got a small, I've got an end goal, but now I've got a small goal. Here's one, here's two, here's three, and work your way up. Man, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I love this idea of you've got this goal. I'm going to lose 20 pounds, but you look at that from a completely different standpoint. If I understand you want to lose 20 pounds, but let's talk about the lifestyle you want to live. 100%. Let's create a vision of what you want your life to be mm-hmm. much broader than what is, what is 20 pounds, right? So you want to lose 20 pounds, but why, what does that get you? Where yeah. do you end up with that? And you build that picture and then you start putting the lifestyle choices into place yeah. that create that vision. And then, you know, however many months, years down the line, you've yeah. created that as long as they'll stick to that plan. Well, and this is just with my philosophy with green strength too, was like I'm trying to optimize performance and, and build healthier people, like in general. We all just want to thrive as people. We want to perform better. We want to feel better. We want to move better. And we want to be able to do this for a long time together. Um, so I'm always, whether it's performance or whether it's, um, aesthetics or no matter what it is, the, the number one thing is like health. So of course we're, we're looking at a lifestyle. I think that's what makes like the reverse engineering, um, a little bit deeper than just kind of like changing a program and starting something different. This is like, no, we need to like look into who and what you are. Um, so for example, somebody was talking to me the other day about building them a program. And it's like, look, I don't care what you've done in the past. I mean, I do. But like, what I really want to know is like, how much time do you really have to invest? How much time do you need to be with your family? How much time would it be better, you know, to have, like, let's start thinking of like, who and what you are. What do you like to do? You like to play with your kids. You like to read. You like to to ride the mountain bike some. You like to do a lot of these things that make you a healthy, happy person. Fitness has got to fit in there, but fitness can't take away that stuff. And so the reverse engineering process is, is reverse engineering a lifestyle to fit and meet that goal for sustainability. We're not just talking about, you know, like, like I said, changing a diet, changing this and that. We are reverse engineering who and what we are to fit 
and get to where we want to be, you know? Yeah. I, and to me, that would help with the idea of looking for a goal. I mean, weight is a number, but a lifestyle, like that's, that's creating a vision for your life, right? That's just like, well, where do you want your career to be? Yeah. And, and when people talk about that, it's not, well, I want to make X dollars per year. Right. It's like, no, I want satisfaction in my career. I want a job that I like and I enjoy going to. So in this respect, it's you want to lose 20. Again, that's just a number. As but, but what to, is t- what is what do you want to do when you lose 20 pounds? Yeah. What is who is that person going to be? You know, oh, well, you know, I'd like to be able to show my body off more in the summer. It'd be it'd make me feel good. I've never done that. Okay. So you want to be at the pool. You want to be around people. You want to go to the lake more. You want to do these things. Um, you have to have like the vision of who you want to be, but then you still have to be real. It's like, you can't just get there. And, and I, this is exactly where shortcuts fit in. It's like when we're young and it's like spring break, it's everybody gets that quick fat burner, all these crazy diets and stuff. They want to shred up real quick to go show off the abs at spring break and then put on a little bit of body fat in the next couple of weeks because it continue eating like shit. You know, it's kind of like quick little thing, but it's like, if you could lose 20 pounds, I want to be hiking 14ers with my kids. I want to do this. I want to get into jujitsu. And when I'm 20 pounds lighter, my back won't hurt. All those things are kind of like, okay, now we're finding goals within goals. Now we're finding the person you identify with, the, the, the true being you want to be. As a guide, my responsibility is to, is to just start to, to, Try to help, like, guide you down that direction. If it's put somebody else, like, introduce you to somebody, teach you something, give you a book, whatever it is, we've got to continue to, to inspire somebody to just keep doing that inner work, that, like, self-evaluation of, like, what is my big-time actual goal? How am I living my life in relation to what it would actually take to accomplish that goal? And let's let's objectively put some notes down and create a path, which is the art of not giving the subtle art of not giving a fuck. It's Aubrey Marcus's own your day. It's, um, Matthew McConaughey's book, whatever that new one is. That was a great book. Did you read that one? I haven't read it yet. Dude, It's awesome. It was actually a really good book, but it's all those because in all those ways, they're all just giving you what they found was like that moment at which they, they made their roadblock. And when they made that road and they envisioned it, they envisioned where they were going to be, and they started figuring out every step possible that they had to make to get there. And those just became small goals to their big goal. So you mentioned that as a guide or a mentor for somebody mm-hmm. that's now, we've got this, we've taken just a goal and turned it into a vision of a lifestyle. But how do you deal with the reality, right? So part of your job has to be maybe having some tough conversations with clients, but bringing yeah. them to reality, that helping them to see where they're at now. Cause that seems like that could be the hard part to say, yeah. you know, you've got a long road, but so how do you deal with that and helping clients face that reality without them then getting depressed and feeling like, well, then that lifestyle feels like such a hurdle. It feels so far away. I mean, how do you help with that? Uh, you, it's just honesty, you know, it's honesty that some people accept and, and appreciate and some people don't, but that's just, that's life. There's always somebody else to go to. Um, but I, I, I feel like I learned this because people have always been hard on me. Um, I started realizing, like thinking about this when I had friends that were really good in business that, that criticized my business skills. And it's like, 
you're like, when I lay it down and I look at it and I actually objectively see it, it's like, yes. Okay. Um, and so I think honesty is just the number one thing we have to be able to tell, like, I mean, why would you bring me a food log? You know, when you're, you're concerned about your weight or your health or whatever it is, and you bring me something and you want to talk, you want me to be honest. Um, so that, that's number one. And, and I think the understanding of also a good, a good guide is I think most people that I have these conversations with and that I'm around, like understand that like, dude, we, every one of us struggle. We're all dealing with something. What I see on a piece of paper, like I see, yes, I see routines. I see struggles. I see pain. I see addictions. That's it, it is what it is, but undo my life and you're going to see the same thing. Um, and it, it just falls in different areas. So 100%, you just got to be real with somebody because they have to be able to, to be honest with you. And that's a huge part of that inner work. Um, you'd be surprised at how many people don't put things on food logs. You know, like you don't put it down. It's not there. It's there. But that that lie not only is to yourself, but it's to me. And that lie is, is part of the destructive problem of why we're not reaching that goal. And that lie is the thing where we talk about that inner work. That's where somebody's got to like figure out, do I truly want this? Like, okay, I've got to identify that I'm doing this. It's making me uncomfortable. And I've got to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. How many times do we hear that? But now it's like in this psychological game. And we're taking this, like spinning it back so far and so deep. But this is like real, like this is real life when people are, are trying to lose a ton of weight and change their life and like be, you know, better and for their kids so they can be there for their grandkids one day. Like people hit switches and shit gets serious. And I love all the David Goggins and all the people out there, Jockos and, and even the Rogan that are inspiring people to like go out there and slay it. But a, a, what also gets me is like a lot of these people are going out there and they're punishing the shit out of themselves on willpower and we're not slowing down and objectively kind of, you know, trying to holistically get a better sustainable approach to the same end goal. You know, like we want to get there, but we still got to get that tick out that's that's going to bite you in the ass one day, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this fits in with some other things that you've talked to me about and you know, as I've dealt with injury and things like this, that there are situations where uh, you maybe have to hit that reset. And part of that is you got to take a couple steps back before you can start moving forward. So yeah. tell me about that process when you're dealing with, with people as well. And this whole concept of reverse engineering that again, that sometimes there's, there's a backwards before you move forwards. Well, let's stick to diet. I mean, this is happens all the time. Like, I don't know how many times we've told people you need to eat more food. The goal is to lose weight. They're frustrated. Nothing's happening. They're putting, a, usually by this time, they're, they're burning both candles. They're like, man, I'm putting all this exercise in and I'm doing this well on my diet. And it's like, you need to feed yourself. You've got to, um, you've got to, I don't want to say spark the metabolism, but you know what I mean? You've got to put some fuel in your body. You've got to start to to give the body a fighting chance to to not only recover, but to like find homeostasis. And homeostasis is where it's going to want to at least maybe start burning some fat, building some muscle, like doing favorable things. But we're just being psychotically crazy in our mind again 
too extreme. We're not taking that big, deep breath and slowing down, being here in the moment and figuring out like, okay. But the taking a step back, everybody's scared to eat more food because they're trying to lose weight. And the fear of maybe gaining a few pounds for a very, very, what if I, you know, you're only going to gain this pounds like for a very short lived time. And it's actually going to help you take two steps forward in which you haven't gotten to. So therein lies that thing. Who is mentally ready to play the real uncomfortable games and who's looking for the shortcut? You know, that there's the camp right there. And yeah. usually the person looking for the shortcut, I'm not singling you out, but that's the one who's going to lie on the food log. That's the one, you know, that's the one that's going to do those sort of, they lie to themselves or lie to me. And the other one, that's the one that's going to invest into starting to just look and see the simplicity of things. Start to understand like, okay, I'm making this pattern. I see it now. I, I put it down. Somebody else has pointed it out to me, made me embarrassed by it, but uh, whatever. I'm over it now. What can I do? Okay, well, let's just start to chip away at that pattern. We don't even have to stop that pattern. It's like, what if we just reduce that pattern? And then that becomes consistent. And then we reduce it a little bit more. Then let's start to figure out how can we switch some things out on what we have left? Like, what can we do together? What can we figure out for you to go and implement? So... Taking steps back is valuable all the time in strength and conditioning. You see most like powerlifters and most all the research. It's usually like, you know, three weeks forward, one week deload, three weeks hard, one week deload, you know, different mesocycles and, and the way periodization is. We all need it. We need it mentally. We need it physically. And I think definitely it's the number one abuse thing um, in the gym. Nobody ever wants to slow down. Nobody wants to take a week off. Nobody wants to go lighter. Um, so it's a hard, hard thing to follow. Yeah. But we do. We all do a pretty good job, you know, around here, and it saves us. I mean, it literally adds years of training. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that with people who want to do power limp lifting or mm -hmm. Olympic lifting, and it's like I just want to progress and progress and progress. And there is a a cap on that if you. Yeah, are just pushing every time. But on top of that, maybe somebody comes in and they want your help with that. But it's like, well, you've got some dysfunction that's built in here. We got to slow down and fix some things mm -hmm. before we can worry about progressing on lifting more weight. Yeah, uh, I mean that just all kinds of things. Where that and this in. stuff, this stuff changes. It's not like this pretty picture that you just find it and then you paint it out and then it happens. There are variables. Life continues to change daily. So, uh, um, one of my good friends. The Vanilla Gorilla, Blaine Sumner, one of the the greatest powerlifters on the on the planet. Um, I've been blessed to see that dude squat over a thousand pounds. Like, I can't even. It's kind of weird. Like when I think about, I've probably seen more thousand pound raw squats than most like actual powerlifters. <laughs> you know. So, but I lived with Blaine. He trained in my gym um, for many years. And when, when you look at reverse engineering, you're talking about somebody who's already won a world championship, drug-free, squatted over 1,000 pounds raw, an, an animal, but was dealing with injuries and dealing with things, okay? But this guy, like, the goal is worlds. Next, <laughs> like, I know where I'm going to be on these platforms these days. It's already set. Can you walk? I don't know. Can you, like, how does your back? Like, I don't There's so many things, but that's where reverse engineering truly comes in you look at somebody 
who knew where he was going to be in a year and had to figure out with all the ebbs and flows in that time of like constant change, constant steps forward, steps back, two steps, three steps back to ultimately get to that position. But the thing that the important thing there is he was constantly always figuring out a way and changing his entire lifestyle around that. That was the sole focus. And so that goal was still attainable and it was reached because he was able to, you know, do the hard work because I remember being, and you know, he's this, I remember just how mentally taxing and draining, like, as you know, it can be so depressing. It's like watching somebody who's in the, the prime of his, his life just killing the weights, but then there are times when there's flare-ups that happen, and man, it's like he had to figure out. There's no, there's no just pushing through shit when it's a thousand pounds plus. Like you got to figure things out, and that's like changing technique. That's like changing foot placement, breath. Like I'm sure there's so many things that went through his head, but he kept re- just reverse engineering the process and always making sure that his life fit around where he was at in that moment but he knew his end goal and he was able to reach it. And it shows up on all sides like that. And it's just a a super valuable thing to really just to plan out, look and objectively start to think and use your resources around you to teach you, not do it for you, but to, to guide you, to teach you, hold you accountable. That's the only way that you can truly reach the place you want to reach. And does this fit in with just <clears throat> kind of dealing with those ebbs and flows of life? Because you can set a plan, right? So we're building towards, we've got this plan now in place. Yeah. But things do change, whether it's injury or somebody just falls off the wagon and has to reset or life gets stressful. So I guess just talk to me about dealing with that scenario that you're now helping this person. You've got a plan, but life happens. And so that adjustment that has to happen yeah, man. Along the way. I don't know. I'm hard because I, I, I love the be here now. It's the principle. So we're going back to it. And um, always listening to Alan Watts' presentations on that, it was just like the be here now means like today, this moment, this second. Like Your excuses about what you used to be able to do yesterday and that stuff are, are different. Like this is the moment we are inner working and looking at or whatever. Like, and you, you and I both know we all get hung up on, like we're still in the moment of like a day or two before or what was going to be in a day or two from now. And, you know, a lot of times where you're at that exact day might derail that end goal completely. But this whole process of like, okay, well, this is where I am now. This is where I still want to be. Is it attainable? Sure. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of weird, man. You just got to like really be honest with yourself and like get over any of the, the depressions and the, the anxieties you have or the wishes that you could still do this and stuff. And that's tough. And I think people do need to, and this is where like, that sounds a tough answer for me, but this is where I would actually take somebody. I would, I would want to somebody to take a week or two, not like off of anything, but just like, don't worry about it. You know, just do what you can, like take a week, like pout a little bit. That's when you can get upset and stuff. That's fine. Like get work through the emotions. We have inner work to do. Now we're, that's part of the goal. 
And then, but in a couple of weeks, man, like you're going to have to face the reality and like get your, get your shit together. And that's, that's that moment. That's where somebody steps up and, but that's the person who accomplishes that goal. And that's another moment for somebody else who doesn't step up to that. And then it's, they just don't accomplish that goal. It's the, can find other goals and accomplish things, but that's where you see people go off and yeah. do things, you know? That's a, uh, I mean, you hit me real hard with that one. <laughs> Cause it was hard. Like I, everybody gets sad. Yeah. I mean, when I first got injured, right, those first couple of weeks, first week, especially was just like a real hit in the gut. Yeah. And then, um, moment of honesty here hit me real hard this week. I think part of it was work was very stressful on top of that. And just this frustration. Now I've been weeks with this injury. I can't walk. I'm ha you know, everything has been derailed. It feels like, man, I just broke, I was showering and like, I'm having to sit on a stool in a shower to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's everything has felt like it's been taken away. That's not true. Not everything has been taken away, but man, I like broke down in the shower, started crying. I just yeah. was overwhelmed at this point. And, um, it, man, that was, it, it was hard, but then it's like, you got to get a grip of like where you're at and it's like, okay to feel that, but man, you can't just. It's needed. Yeah. It's, 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 it's part of the process because that leads to you feeling like, you know what, even if this was for the rest of my life, I'm then cool. I will be the strong mother. You know what I mean? And yeah. there'll be a lot of things I will. Be, it's a weird mental shift. And it's just taking your taking your mind there, and it's not to say you'll ever not go back. It's this is life. These memes that we share, we talked about earlier. Like, this is where we apply action on these things. Yeah, you know, and and that's what's tough because we can talk about and I can put out on Instagram how positive I am and how much I'm dealing with this, but the reality is that it's not that easy. Yeah, and I think that that gets hard for people that have a big goal, right? They want to lose that 20 pounds mm -hmm. and they've been in that cycle for so long. And it's like, man, it feels like all these other people are out here just crushing it, just feeling great, always just on top of the world. And that's not the reality that no. I can, I can share these positive things out there. Yeah. But the reality is I may be having a day where I'm like bawling in the shower because I'm yeah. sad about an injury right. that I've got. And that's, that's the reality that we don't put out there. And I, and, and I feel like that vulnerability needs to be accepted more because that's real life. No, that's the only way you can grow. Like, it's the only way you can truly learn and grow. Like, you sharing that to me then me then allows me to, you know, put us right back in that conversation we just had. Like, what am I – I can console you. I can listen. I can be nice. Um, but I, I can't do it forever. There comes a time when, as a guide to you, I got to say, like, Jeff, like, you got to – there's some shit we can still do, and you got to be a strong ass dude. Like you got to shut that up, and you know that. Yeah. That's how it would be the other way around, and so that's battling the uncomfortable. That's and I think only truly letting the yin the yang, like letting our emotions out and feel those things, and let those things affect our planning, our preparation, um, and overall our goal. Um, and that's that's where it gets so deep. It's so cool and beautiful. Yeah, and it's I, I think again. I think it's translating for me into a positive catalyst where it's like, okay, I can feel that I'm not going to just sink into that despair and let it take over my life. So here's the plan. We talked about on other podcasts where I wanted to work on pull-ups, for example. Mm -hmm. And so you and I talked about now we've got a plan for me to actually have spend a month working on that progression. And it's like, okay, I'm going to take that feeling and I'm going to say, I'm not going to let that overwhelm me. And instead I'm going to channel it over here into 
let's have a plan. And now I have that plan, Mm -hmm. accepting where I'm at now, which is maybe not where I want to be, but this is where I'm at now, having that reality and finding that there is always something positive that you can do and some way to move forward. You love jujitsu and jujitsu is taken from you right now. Yeah. But it's not taken from you. So you and I, what... What are some things, and I'm sure you're already doing this. I bet you bet you are. What are some ways, are you studying? Are you doing mental jujitsu? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, like, does that bring you, like, it probably brings you, like, positive value. It makes you feel good, like, when you're missing. And probably also brings the emotional side, too. Yeah. But, so I think there's, like, you can still look, like, hey, jujitsu is going to be back in my game. But right now it's not but I can still keep getting better. I can learn it, like understand it more. I can understand what I need to change on my body during this time that might help me when I go back in there. Um, you know, there's so many like positives we could, could list out if we think. And then how do we, as, as friends, just continue to hold each other accountable to being the best Jeff, being the most positive Jeff, you know? Like that's, that's the name of the game. And that's what I think a trainer should be doing. Um, and that's what, that's what kind of like why I feel like I'm not in the industry. I want to help people reach a better life. Not, and I, I believe that only all their physical goals and stuff, if, if they reach any physical goal, but they don't have a better positive mindset, like it's, there's not like, there's nothing there. <laughs> You know, like it's just, it's not what it is. We need to be able to, to learn how to be functioning, happy, healthy human beings. And I, that mental, that, that friendship and our, with our guides and our friends and our family and stuff of, of communication is really valuable in helping us truly get to where we want to go. You know, you write your plan out, but then when you communicate it to me and I can objectively show you from, a third party, things that you're shadowing yourself that you're not trying to look at, you know what I mean? Um, Then you grow and I grow because I see that stuff and I learn it. And then it's like, man, what am I doing? I can start, you know, finding my own shadow. So I think the inner work and the community and being honest and being upfront with, with several people at least that are close around you of your goal and trying to map out the plan, let others see the plan too. Like that's part of reverse engineering, you know. We want to reverse. Uh, re- this t- like this came up the first time from uh, Strong First. We're just now talking about this, but it was the reverse engineering what the strong do naturally, and it was like the most common sense thing. It's like we're going to teach you. The strong do all these things naturally. Now we have to get you to learn these things and then be able to do these things. How far do we need to reverse back to teach you? Can you can you walk? Good. Then we can teach you to run. <laughs> can you run? Good. Then we can teach you to jump. Like, and if you can't, then don't don't get down on yourself. That's where you are today. And then we'll just take a step back so that you can go forward. Yeah. Well, I think this fits in with kind of the the last point that that we want to talk about today and how this idea of goal setting, that we're not just setting a goal or we're setting a goal, 
but we're going to build the lifestyle around mm-hmm. it and how that translates to success everywhere in life into other areas. Because for me personally, in this case, I had a lot of goals that were contingent on me having two functioning legs. Yeah. And so if that goal gets taken away, then if all you were looking at was that goal, you've got nothing left. But if you've built the lifestyle around that goal, that you mm-hmm. now I can still continue to live this lifestyle that now, you've helped me build. Yeah, yeah, you're that person. Yeah. Like you're that thing. Exactly. And so it's okay that that goal got taken away because that goal is now not the center focus of my life. It's the lifestyle is the center focus. And that lifestyle can't be taken away. Yeah. I don't want to say can't, but really it can't because you Continuing to be a martial artist based on your condition. That's like where you're at. Yeah. And yeah. This is where we, we kind of talked about it at the beginning. Like it's l- look at Gary Vee and, and all these great, you know, Mark Cuban and these guys that have made a ton of money and built these things and they're trying to give out all this advice. They're, they're all pretty simple. They're all pretty straightforward. They're like go-getters. Like if you want it, vision it, know where you want to get, plan that shit out and attack. Like the that that recipe is is there in every single thing. I would say that that's what I would expect of an athlete. But that's also what somebody would expect giving business advice or giving you know any sort of advice. Um, so it flows in in every way. Manifest what you want. Be real with yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Figure out where the hell you're at. Figure out what you got to do to get there. Find a mentor, find a guide, look at somebody else, what they do, how'd they make all that money, and start to, you know, follow this. That that plan is out there, you know. I We've heard it a thousand times. We just have to start taking action with those things. Um, and, again, it's probably usually where, where I see failure and where I've seen failure in, in my life, it's not committing my entire lifestyle around what I ultimately wanted to do. Something... It wasn't the right time. It just kind of failed. It fizzled out or whatever. And it, it's just because I truly didn't say, like, nope, this is priority. If this was going to get done and it's going to be good, then these are, this is definitely some of the, the time that would be invested into this just as of that. And it's like, I didn't do that. This is obvious. It shows you. That's your learning experience. I think there's not – we shouldn't just make this like you failed or something. It's – and somebody's better if they get it. It's it's our learning experience to that to then apply the next time. So whether it's if it's business and it's you know improving your business or trying to make more money or just being a better father or something like whatever it is, just look at like what would a daily basis like what are things that would originate on, on an everyday basis to accomplish that? Put it down and do it. Execute. Yeah, execute. It's a perfect way to end, Coach. Uh, I do want to give you – I'm going to put you on the spot here. Mm -hmm. And in light of this talk about reverse engineering your way to success, uh, setting those goals and building that lifestyle, I want you to give maybe uh, some homework to all the listeners out there. So what's something they can do this week to get started on this path to shifting the way they look at goal setting with a more green strength mindset around it? Um, I would take a – I would do a journal. I would do – like actually take some time, maybe take five to ten minutes a day to journal down kind of your food, the exercise, just some thoughts about the day, like how you feeling, what all did you do, what have you eaten, just kind of start to put those things down. And if you do that for a week or two, that's like a valuable 
book right there that you can look at and you can start to see the patterns that you've made, maybe your thoughts if you're writing those down, like how happy were you. And then that's where you can start to objectively kind of look at it. Maybe share it with somebody, but start to think, hey, I'd like to lose a little bit of weight or gain a little bit of weight or be able to do this or that. It's all going to start with having a blueprint of the reality of what you're doing currently. So I would tell everybody to, you know, to take, take a little journal, anything that's uh, that you're grateful for, your food, just kind of your activity level. Just start to kind of journal who and what you are on a daily basis a little bit. And um, that will be able to tell somebody like myself so much more than you can imagine to be able to like build just a strength conditioning program, let's say. Like I, I really, that's the stuff I'd wanna see. I, I wanna try to make this strength conditioning program fit into your life and optimize you. I'm not trying to make you fit into my theories and my ideologies. So, journal. Perfect plan. Yes. That'll help you figure out where you're at so that you can be here now. For sure. Well, Coach, give them one last reminder of where they can follow you on Instagram and the website. Hit them with that. At GreenStrengthIV on Instagram, and the website is GreenStrengthHQ.com. Man, we really appreciate all you coming back here to join us for another episode of the Green Strength Podcast. We ask that you share this with a friend. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other place that you get podcasts, you can find us there. So share it with a friend and bring them into the Green Strength community where we're getting back to the basics to move forward in strength, movement, freedom, and life. 